The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, Bully Ray and I talk to Billy Gunn, that transition from the WWE to AEW and what's it like working with his sons like we saw on Rampage this past Friday night. Also, we speak to your new NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Matt Cardona, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Hall of Famer Billy Gunn Bully joins us here on the show. Good morning, sir. How are you? What's going on? You should have introduced me as the only human on the planet that actually likes Bubba. Nice. At least that's one person who likes me. I, I like him. I like him. That's two people that like Bully. Uh, appreciate the time this morning. And a lot to get into. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you got to be proud of your sons for many different reasons. But, you know, watching Rampage this past Friday, having them in the main event in a title match must have been a cool moment for you on Friday. Oh, it was amazing. They, they're... You know, just sitting there being able to watch them and watch them grow and do what they do. I mean, I don't realize people know that how short of a time they've been in the business, but they're they're coming into their own. They're starting to find their way. And I'm just I'm literally just there like I'm really bad about coaching on the ground. And they're like, Dad, you have to stop doing that. (laughs) 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 It's but it's they're so in tune to what they're doing sometimes they kind of don't are are not fully understanding what the people are doing so i just kind of just get them to kind of put the brakes on a little bit let the people jump in first and then go so but it was amazing it was really good that i'm super proud of them and they're doing an awesome job billy um austin your son austin has been trying the pro wrestling thing for a while now he's been doing it for I don't know, what is it, five, six, seven years? Colton, pretty much brand new to the business. When did Colton finally come around, and why did he come around? I think, so he he actually went um, – he went to Rikishi's – the thing was is he saw what me and Austin were doing, and it wasn't a jealousy thing. It was a – it was that, hey, if I don't at least try this and make an effort at it, I am going to regret this for the rest of my life. 
So he didn't tell me. He didn't tell anybody. He called up Rikishi and asked him. He was living in L.A. at the time. So, and Rikishi has a school out there. And he called Rikishi and says, hey, do you mind if I come by? I just want to kind of get a feel for what's going on. And, of course, Rikishi said, yes, of course, come by. So he went. He had come home for two weeks. And then he, he goes, it pulled me aside. He goes, Dad. He goes, I didn't want to tell you because I was just trying to do this thing on my own to see if I had a desire for it at all. I went to Rikishi's school. He let me get in there, mess around, and just kind of get a feel for what was happening. And he goes, I think I want to try this. And I said, that's fine, and I'm cool with that. But make sure it's something that you want to do, and it's not just something that you want to do because we're doing it. Because this will, this business will eat you alive if you're not doing it for the right reasons. Plus, you won't put you won't put a hundred percent into it. And you know me, you have to put a hundred percent and be and dedicate everything to this to be good. And I won't I won't stand for anything less. I just won't stand for half ass. I just can't do that. And he goes, No. I said, Okay. The only thing is you got to move back to Florida because I was hands-on with Austin the first couple months and then kind of sent him on his way to kind of go to different schools. And then I said, I have to do the same with you. I won't do anything different with you that I did with Austin. And he said, okay. And he packed up his bags, came and um, went to um, Breeze and um, Sean's school here in Orlando. So obviously you being their dad and their coach, they couldn't have anybody better teaching them about the ins and outs of this business, both inside of the ring and outside of the ring. Uh, As your sons, they're obviously going to listen to what you tell them. One of the conversations that me and Dave have here on Busted Open is the wealth of veteran talent in the AEW locker room and whether or not the younger talents, not talking about your sons, the other younger talents, take, uh, you know, take the advice of the veteran talent, come to the veteran talent, apply um, everything that you have learned over the years to what they're doing. How do you feel that the younger talent in the AEW locker room take advantage of the knowledge of the veteran talent? I, I think they could do a better job of it. I honestly, that's one of the things. See, we have some of the, I mean, Arn, Dean, Tully, Jerry, like we have some, like you have some of the greatest talent minds that, that are in the business. And I feel like they don't take full advantage of it. I feel that they need to take more advantage of it. But sometimes I just think that they're in their own heads and they, not that they know it all, but they kind of don't want to want somebody to tell them to differentiate from what their, what their game plan is. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I, I feel like it, it needs to be more. I feel that they don't take full advantage of what they have in front of them. And and if you had to identify like the one thing that you'd like to see the majority of younger, younger talent take better advice of, what would it be? Would it be a move execution or psychology or promos? Where's the one spot across the board you'd like them to, all of them to just stop, listen and learn back down on half of the stuff that they do like that is like for me is the biggest thing there is there's a time and a place to crack out all your stuff but i feel i feel that they're so young and they don't realize that their bodies are not going to be able to take this (laughs) so they literally go out there and it's not that they're working hard they feel like if they don't get do all their stuff they're not working hard and that's not the case 
the case is if I'm on, not to diminish the YouTube show, but if I'm with an extra and I have four minutes on our YouTube show, I don't have to do a 450 and a Spanish fly and everything in my arsenal every single time I'm out there. Like I feel they don't, they don't know how to go, okay, I want to do this and this. So let me work around to get to this. So I get the most out of that move. But it's just move after move after move after flip after dive, and they don't they don't they don't structure matches like that would be psychology. Structure stuff around. Hey, I want to do this one dive, but I'm going to do four dives before I get to that. But I want everybody to react on this one. Well, they're not going to, because they they don't realize. That whether you when you come inside the ring and outside the ring, that's a dive. Whether you do a, a crappy dive or a jump dive or just fly out, it doesn't matter. You're going from inside to outside. So I wouldn't mind seeing them like back down just a little bit. And then if you're on a main event or you have a big spot with a with a signed talent, then you can do just a little bit more. But they just go everything, and their bodies just are not going to hold up. Yeah, you know, Billy, this is an interesting conversation because a lot of the talent in AEW does come from the indie scene where they probably felt the need to have to do all that to get noticed. But now they're signed to a company where they're on TV week in and week out. You know, now is the time that you could slow it down, tell stories because, hey, you're not on the indie scene any longer. You're on an established company on established TV. Yeah. And and I and I don't and I think one of the things is is is, is they're not like they're not letting the people get emotionally invested in them and, and letting them letting them absorb what their what their personalities are because they just go, 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 go. And they don't like the hardest thing for people to teach is to okay, don't do anything and get the most out of it and then selling appropriate. Like they just, it's just go, go, go. And the people never have time to catch up. And I think that they think just because the people are making noise, they're over. That's it. I'm, I'm it. Did you hear the people? Yeah, but they don't, they don't know you. They're just popping on the move stuff because they can't do it. It's just a reaction to something you're doing. And it's forgotten about the next time somebody walks out the tunnel. So I think a lot of it is not letting people into what their character or who they are, because the more they let people in to let them know who they are and get invested in them, the better off they are. Billy, talk to me about the locker room for a second. You spent a long time, obviously, in the WWE locker room attitude era. You're in a brand new locker room now. A lot of younger guys, some veteran talent. We hear a lot of real positive things coming out of locker room. What's your take on it? I love it. Like they're so like, that's what I mean. They're, they are really into what they're doing. They're a lot of fun. There's not a lot of, you know, there is no backstabbing. Hey, all that, like it was, and I don't think they understand how good they have it. Sometimes I wish I could take everybody there and stick them in that up North system for about an hour and then bring them back down and let them realize how good they actually have it. But, um, no, it's really good. It's super positive. Everybody's super helpful for everybody, even younger talent to younger talent. Because even some of the younger talent have been around, like New Japan or ROH or wherever, and they're they're super they're super energetic. Like that's what I love about being back there. Nobody's boo boo faced. It's everybody's always up, 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 and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a great locker room. It really is. Uh, last question for me because we're we're short on time. Um, 
you know, how, how is it making that transition? WWE is making a lot of changes and a lot of their veteran old school minds seem to be on the way out. How is that transition from you going from one company and then going to AEW so new? I love it because it makes me feel like what I got in this business for. Like I got in this, because I was like, everybody knows my story pretty much. I wasn't a wrestling fan. I wasn't a wrestling person. I just happened to get into it and was halfway decent at it and had an awesome career. There's nothing I would change about it, but it's, it's, it made me feel like a kid again. I literally, I go to work wanting to do anything and everything that they ask me to do because everything is appreciated. So I love, I love the atmosphere. I love how everybody just helps everybody. You don't have to worry about, hey, you're going to do this and somebody's going to turn around and say, hey, you're not good enough to do this or you're not good enough to run with this certain person. So I, lo- I love it. It's a breath of fresh air, and I'm having an absolute time of my life. And I get to work with my kids. <laughs> that, that is awesome. That's a gift. That, that is definitely a gift. Sir, thank you so much for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing Dynamite on Wednesday and Rampage on Friday. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. Uh, all right. Thank, thank you, you so much. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here, and if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. 
With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You know, what, what do they ask? What do they ask, Bully, the MVP of the Super Bowl as they're running off the field? You know, where are you going? I'm headed to Disney. And I'm going to ask that same question to your NWA World Heavyweight Champion as he joins us now, your champ, Matt Cardona. So, Matt, where are you going? I'm talking to you right now live, Paris, France, Disneyland, Paris. I'm here, baby. Dave, this is the first time in the history of Busted Open that we are speaking to one of the boys live in Paris, France. That's true. <laughs> Though the second time that we've talked to somebody from Disneyland, and I believe that we spoke to Cody Rhodes from Disneyland, and I think at the time when he called, he was with your new NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Matt Cardona, because there was a new Star Wars ride or something that was... But, you know, seriously, um, Matt, um, you had the world talking. You had social media abuzz, as you usually do, on a tough weekend because you did have the Super Bowl last night. So, first and foremost, congratulations on being your new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, it's, uh, it's an honor to hold the 10 pounds of gold. And uh, I definitely can't take anything away from Trevor Murdoch. He is, uh, you know, I've made a lot of jokes going into the match, but he is a tough son of a bitch. And when everyone actually sees the match, you'll see he was – Busted open, big time. He didn't quit. Uh, he earned my respect, but it wasn't his night. It was my night. And uh, the champ is still here. What can I say? Matt, what are your short-term plans, your right-away, right-around-the-corner plans for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship and possibly your first title defense? Yeah, I think, you know, I've been making some jokes on social media. I think everyone's expecting me to, to change the title up, make it a spinner, put my logo on it. Spray it. I'm not going to do that. I respect the tradition, the legacy of the title. Uh, but Nick Aldis, he, he ruined my celebration. Now it's me, Nick Aldis, at the Crockett Cup for, for the title. And uh, listen, I didn't come in here to just be a transitional champion. Uh, Nick Aldis has had his shot over and over and over and over and over again, and he was a great champion. He put NWA back on the map, and now it's my turn to take NWA to new heights, to get more eyeballs on the product, which I clearly have done. And uh, I've only been in the company for a couple months. Wait, wait till I'm the champion, and I'm representing the title and the company, and, uh, man, the whole company's going to change. Matt, why do you think that Nick Aldis ruined your post-match celebration? Because he's jealous. <laughs> he's jealous because he was the top dog ever so long with no competition. He was the guy if, walking I mean, around. You know, and he, listen, he's great. He is great. He's super talented. Looks like a million bucks. Carries himself like a star. Uh, can talk to talk and walk the walk. And he was an excellent champion for the company. But without that title, he's lost. He doesn't know who he is. So he was just kind of floundering. So without that title, 
he, he doesn't have an identity. So now he sees me walk in there, somebody who is a bigger name than him, right? He, he, he likes being the top dog. He's not anymore. And he just wanted to ruin my celebration, rain on my parade. And he did. He, he ruined my celebration. He did. But, you know, at the Crockett Cup, you know, he, he can do all the promotion he wants. He can make all the hype videos he wants. He's not going to get the job done. He's just not. It's interesting uh, because you mentioned about Nick Nick Aldis, and I agree because I do think he's kind of been lost without that NWA World Heavyweight Championship because he really was the flag bearer for the NWA. I got to say, Matt, I'm happy to hear that you respect that title enough that you're not going to change it because I know you put the Twitter poll up about the spinner belt and the purple belt and everything else, but I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that you respect this title enough that you're not you know how much it means to the fans and that you're not going to change it at all at least for now. Of course, like, you know Rick Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Harley Race, uh, you know Christian, Jeff Jarrett, and now Matt Cardona. I'm not. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to make it a purple strap. I'm not going to spray paint. I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to vandalize it anyway. I respect that title, and I'm honored to be the champion. You know, people think I'm this outsider uh, in NWA. That I think NWA is a joke. I, I do think it needs help. I do think it needs to be saved. But that, I'm here to be. I'm the good guy here. I'm the good guy in this situation. I want to bring NWA to new heights. I'm not here. Uh, you know, trying to, to take it down or burn it to the ground. I, I want to elevate it. And, uh, you know, I think I'm the, the, the perfect person for that. Nick did a great job. Uh, Trevor tried his best. The guy's not even verified. How can he get things buzzing on social media that's not even verified, you know? So they need me. And, and I'm here. So, Billy, if you're listening, I'm here for you, Billy. Well, you, you just said, Billy, if you're listening, I'm here for you. Uh, Matt, if you're comfortable, take us behind the scenes a little bit. Did you speak? Did you see or speak with Billy Corgan after your championship victory? I did. And, you know, he wasn't happy with, you know, because uh, you'll see when the match is. Trevor is not just bleeding, gushing blood, covered in blood, but he, he did not quit. But I... I didn't let up. I, I capitalized on it. He was not happy about that. And he seems perfectly fine with, uh, in my opinion, he seems perfectly fine with, with Nick coming out. So I know we have this big match uh, at the Crockett Cup. He, he gets his rematch. Um, you know, it, it's convenient that he didn't want the rematch against Trevor. He wants it against Nate because he knows that I will create more buzz for Nick. Nick, well, he, he's just trying to leech off me, and I understand that. It's fine. I would do the same thing if I was him. But we need to do something. I don't know uh, if, 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 if Billy has something against me or Nick. I think we need a special ref, something that I agree to because I just know there's going to be collusion. I know there's going to be some sort of screw job. I can, I can, I can taste it. Uh, and I'm just not going to let that happen. Well, well, you said you think Billy was okay with Nick coming out. You said you think there's going to be some kind of screwdriver collusion. Do you think that Billy Corgan actually put Nick Aldis in place for this situation? Do you think that they're actually mm. behind the scenes kind of in cahoots to make sure that this mistake of or mistake in their eyes, maybe of you winning the championship doesn't last very long? I mean, now that you, you put that thought in my head, it, it seems very realistic. I mean, Billy is a smart businessman. You know, he's been in the music industry. He sees, uh, you know, it's not just how talented you are, whether, you know, you're a wrestler uh, in the ring or a musician playing your instrument. It, it's the promotion. It's the buzz. It's the hype. 
and he knows that I get that hype, and now if he wants to send Nick to try to leech off that, it's a good strategy. But now with Chelsea and Mike Knox and VSK watching my back, it's just not going to be that easy. I mean, just just when this match airs with Trevor Murdoch, just just get a stopwatch out and time it. I beat the NWA World Heavyweight Champion in under 10 minutes. All by myself, fair and square, no interference, no, 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 nothing like that. So I think they're afraid that, holy shit, this guy comes in, he runs his mouth, but he can back it up. And that's the most dangerous thing, in my opinion. Uh, Matt, uh, I know time is short. My last question, and once again, congratulations, and thanks for joining us from France in Disneyland. Oh, uh, oh, we, you, oh what a great day. You, oh, man. Bully, you would have loved I just did... Space Mountain, here they call it Hyperspace Mountain. It's all Star Wars themed. It's fantastic. You would love it, Bull. I got to take you here one day. I would love to f- fly first class on your dime, sitting right next to you. Absolutely. Let's make it a date. <laughs> let's do it, baby. But uh, let's get back to Earth. Um, really quick, Matt. Um, listen, we don't talk spoilers here on Busted Open, but. We felt the need to talk about this, obviously, because it was all over social media. You tweeted about it. The NWA tweeted about it. And I think it was the right decision to do because, like you said, you want more eyes on the product. You want more people watching Fight and NWA on YouTube. When will this match air for people to watch it? Honestly, that's a great question because I was under the assumption that everyone was going to know this is happening. And then I'm like, oh, this is being filmed later. I'm not, I'm not keeping this in my back pocket. I just had the biggest night of my career, the biggest match of my life. I'm putting it out for the world with you right now. So maybe that was against protocol. I didn't, I didn't ask permission to tweet it out. I just did it. And then you, then you can see all the tweets followed afterwards. Uh, I was putting this out. I'm proud of this moment. This is top moment of my career, winning the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Like, this is the top. So I'm not going to just save it. No way, especially if, if the fans are too smart these days. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to capitalize on it. And then end up going to do the same thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this will start airing on Fight and on YouTube. They're going to break down uh, Power Trip and do a couple episodes next tomorrow. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to save me, save the best for last. Uh, but when you see this match, it, it's, 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 not, it's not a work rate match. It's probably not going to get a lot of stars because I kicked the shit out of Trevor Murdoch. It was disgusting. He was begging, he was crawling, he was bleeding, but he was a tough son of a bitch. He kept fighting, he didn't quit. At the end of the day, I still won. That's all that matters. Matt, last one for me, and then you and Chelsea can go back to riding Hyperspace Mountain. Woo! Um, uh, The boys in the back, the guys and the gals, how were they with you pre-match? How were they with you post-match? They don't like me. <laughs> they did not like me when I walked in the first day. They did not like me when I walked into Oak Grove, Kentucky. First of all, they should have been thanking me because nobody knows what Oak Grove, Kentucky is, and it's sold out because of me, right? Uh, nobody thanked me for the house, which I thought was disrespectful. And then afterwards, I'm, like, I'm expecting this big, like, standing ovation, a couple hugs, even if it's some BS, like, high five, nothing. It was like a ghost town. I was the last person to leave that dressing room. Nobody gave me a high five. Nobody said congrats. Nobody even gave me like a BS pat on the back. Uh, do I take it personally? No, I get it. Business is business. I'm not here to make friends. You know, it's not, it's not show friends, show business. 
Uh, and I understand I'm coming in and I'm taking their spot. And, and that's unfortunate. A lot of these guys have been busting their ass for so long. They thought this was going to be their opportunity or they thought this was going to be their comeback. And I said, nope, this is my time. And I understand why they don't like it, but tough shit. Wow. All right. Well, Matt Cardona, um, with the victor comes to spoil, so go enjoy your day uh, as new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And once again, congratulations, and we hope to talk soon. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll give you a whole sit-down if you want me a whole big chat. But, but, but watch my social media. I'm taking that title. I'm going to take. I'm gonna be a nice picture for the castle. And then I'm going to go out in France, go up for the Eiffel Tower with that title. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm proud to be the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I came to this hotel, beautiful uh, hotel at Disney. They knew exactly who I was. They set me up in the nicest room in the hotel, a nice little private note, right? Very discreet. They didn't want to draw attention, but they knew who I was. I'm bringing attention to NWA, and I don't understand why anyone in the back would hate that. Because if there's more eyes on the product, there's more eyes on them, and more opportunities for that. They're just being short-sighted. Things wow. Are well, Matt, thank you so much for the time. And once again, congratulations. Well, thank you, guys. I love you. I know you love me, too. Thank you. We do. We do. <laughs> Take care, man. Wow. Yeah. A lot to talk about with uh, that with that phone call and that conversation. Again, we thank, we thank him for coming on. Um, seriously, Bully. Uh, you know what? In a lot of ways, yeah. Probably some people should have came up to him and shook his hand after that match and thanked him for the house because it was a sellout, by the way. NWA posted before the event even took place. It was a sellout. So um, Matt Cardona definitely putting more eyes on the NWA product. Maybe the younger talent in the NWA needs to be smartened up to levels of respect in this industry. Maybe some of the veteran talent there are truly jealous. When he just said that there was nobody on the other side of the curtain to high-five him, when he said he's the last one, nobody shook his hand, last one out of the arena, that is pure jealousy amongst wrestlers. Wow. And jealousy in this business is rampant. So... And that's why I asked him that question, because I want to know how the guys and gals are reacting to him. And I'm glad that he has the guts to say that they don't like him. Who cares if they like you or not? Business, not friends. But what did Gene Simmons say about the music business, Dave? I don't remember. What did he say? He said it's the music business. It's not music friends. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go to what Matt just said. It's it's show business, not friend business. It's It's, hey, this is where... I got to look out for myself and I got to look out for me and mine. And he is. Uh, But at the same time too, um, I think it is time. Like Roman Reigns says, acknowledge me. I think it is time for a lot of people in the NWA locker room. And I, I will say this, Billy Corgan included to acknowledge Matt Cardona because there are more eyes. There is more buzz when it comes to the NWA because of Matt Cardona. Now, Bully, as you know, I was very upset to hear that he won the NWA championship because I was afraid. Maybe just as afraid as some of those people in the locker room. But I was afraid he was going to he was gonna kind of shit on the tradition of the NWA. That was my take on it. I was a little bit afraid of him disrespecting the NWA title. Obviously, that's not the case. Bully, what did he do? First thing he said 
is he acknowledged Trevor Murdoch. He said, that's one tough son of a bitch. So he gave a nod and gave respect to Trevor Murdoch. Also, he said, I'm, I was joking, but I'm not changing this NWA title. That's the 10 pounds of gold. I, and he mentioned Harley and Rick and everybody else down the line. He respects that NWA championship. And if he's going to bring more eyes, you know what? This is a win-win situation for the NWA right now. Dave, you know how we always talk about Hogan back in the day uh, doing house shows, how if you were on the Hogan house show, the house was sold out. And if you weren't on the Hogan house show, it's probably half the amount of people. Remember yep. what all the boys used to do back in the day to Hulk Hogan if they were on his show? They would go up, shake his hand and thank him for the house and thank him for being the WWF world champion. Because on the other shows, it wasn't sold out. But with Hulk yep. on the show, it was. So if you're in the NWA and you've noticed that your shows are not sold out and then Matt Cardona walks in the door and it does, as much as it might pain you, go up to the guy and shake his hand and just say thanks. You don't got to kiss his ass. Shake his hand and say thanks. Are you surprised to hear the fact that Matt said that there was nobody there to give him a high five or to shake his hand? Does that no, surprise because you? The nature of the beast with pro wrestlers, uh, unfortunately, is uh, these days not to my liking. Not enough young wrestlers are being educated the right day from day one. It's like if you let a puppy piss and crap on the floor for a year and never reprimand it and teach it how to piss or crap outside or, you know, or in the right spot, whose fault is it really? It's the owner's. It's the owner's fault because you didn't teach the puppy the right way. So a lot of these younger wrestlers who can be very frustrating to veterans, is it their fault? Not necessarily. It's the wrestling school that broke them in. That's where the fault lies. They haven't taught them the respect of the business. I see certain guys out there talking about, oh, you know, I shouldn't have to shake hands in this business anymore. Well, listen, if you're a Joma from, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a knuckle guy. I'm a fist, fist bump, bump guy. Yeah. I've always done. And that's just because of germs. Okay. But I will always acknowledge the guys and the gals with a fist bump. Don't tell me you shouldn't have to shake hands or shouldn't have to fist bump. It's a sign of respect amongst one another. We take each other's bodies in our lot, in our hands every day. I'm protecting you're giving me your body and I'm protecting your life and vice versa. When we, when we start getting away from these old school ways, that's when the, the foundation of the industry starts to deteriorate and respect is number one. So when I hear about talent not thanking Cardona for a house, or I hear that talent are not congratulating him after a championship, that's all jealousy, man. And jealousy will rot you from the inside. It doesn't do a locker room any good. Yeah, it's it's it, there's a lot to that because I remember when I first started working with NFL Radio, and we were all young producers, but uh, there was somebody that we had Jim Brown on as a guest. He answered the phone. And he said, "Hey, Jim, uh, you're going to be coming on with blah 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 and blah blah blah, and we're we're going to get to you in about thirty seconds." And as soon as he put that call on hold, I said to him, "I said, who the hell are you to call Jim Brown, Jim?" That's Mr. Brown to you. That's, you know, arguably the greatest player in the history of the NFL. And you've never met this man. He has never acknowledged you and said, hey, you could call me Jim. You don't call some. 
you use respect. What were we always told when we were getting? It starts with sir and ma'am. It starts with sir and ma'am. And once you lose, though, it's a respect thing. And once you lose that, that's that's it's all about respect. Now, if if Jim Brown says, hey, you don't have to call me Mr. Brown, call me Jim, that's another thing. But when you first meet him, you're not calling him Mr. Brown, you're calling him Jim. I have a problem with that. But I'm interested too, Bully, with Billy Corgan. Now, Matt Cardona was talking about Billy, and you mentioned about Nick Aldis. And maybe Nick Aldis is the quote-unquote champion that a Billy Corgan would love because he was an absolute flag bearer for that NWA championship. But don't you think somewhere, maybe even this morning, Billy Corgan must have a smile on his face. And he's a guy that doesn't smile much. But he's a guy that must have a smile on his face because he knows what Matt Cardona can bring to the NWA brand. Billy Corgan is a very smart businessman who took an alternative band like the Pumpkins. And and Billy was not everybody's cup of tea back in the day, was he, Dave? He rubbed no. a lot of people in the music business the wrong way. Yes or no? Yes. Are the Pumpkins one of the biggest selling bands in the history of music? Yes. If Billy Gunn and Billy Gunn. Now, Billy Corgan's ass is not as nice as Billy Gunn. If Billy <laughs> Corgan knows what's good for business, he knows that Matt Cardona in that locker room is good, whether he's liked or not liked, because Billy Corgan wasn't really liked in music. What the NWA needs now are people like the Cardonas who can take their top talent, whether that's a Nick Aldis, whether that's a Camille, whether that's a, um, a, a Bram. I always call Bram by his old name. Whoever the top of the food chain are in the NWA. Thomas now Latimer. They, uh, uh, yeah, Thomas but, Latimer. Yeah. Now, now they need talent who are perceived to be little bit of bigger stars above them because now they can benefit from that. But but not at the same rate AEW is. I think AEW is doing at it too fast. There are too many surprises. There's too there's in, there's too much talent there. Eventually you got to kind you're going to have to sift through all this talent and eventually say I I really don't have a spot for you. NWA, completely different. It's time to pepper in some names, some bigger names. Is Matt Cardona really a huge name? I'm going to say no, but what Matt Cardona is doing is huge. And nobody is doing what Cardona is doing. No, he is taking his situation and making the most out of it. You couldn't ask any any more than that. We talked about that with Drew McIntyre a few years back. When he was let go by the WWE, I'm sure there was a moment where it was like, oh, shit. But then he, he built his name, he built his brand, and then the WWE wanted him back. I'm not saying that Matt Cardona would go back to the WWE or vice versa, but he's making the most of his situation, and now he's doing what he wants to do on a completely different level, and it's working, and it may work for the NWA. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Mary Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen. And 
Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.